Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. In a most memorable scene from the hit movie, The Titanic, it shows rats running down the hallways to escape the incoming flood of water. This is a real thing that happens, and it happens to more than just rats. You can, you can always tell how an election, for instance, is going to go by, by how many legislators suddenly resign or they, or they retire before the end of their term. We have seen a lot of Democrats doing this very thing recently. But it's not just legislators that are leaving the sinking ship that is the Democratic Party. Let me explain. Uh, in, in an article from the Daily Wire, it said that Rob Schneider reveals which Democrat pushed him over the edge into leaving the party. I had it with them, he said. So here's the, here's the article. It says, actor and comedian Rob Schneider said during an interview Wednesday morning that he left the Democratic Party because of how they want to meddle in every aspect of people's lives and because they're becoming more and more extreme in their views. Schneider uh, made the remarks during a Fox News interview on Fox and Friends that that started off by getting his reaction on former uh, Representative Tulsi Gabbard, who, of course, was a Democrat from Hawaii's decision to leave the Democratic Party. Quote, it shouldn't be such a shock. We don't get 10 parties. You get two. And I really feel like I don't want the Democratic Party trying to run my life, he said. He also said, and there's not one aspect of your life that they don't want to interfere with. So I had it with them. So I got out of California and I moved to a slightly freer state of Arizona. When asked about the what, what changed his mind about the party, Schneider said that it was taxes, among many other things. He said, I mean, Newsom pushed me over the edge, he said, in reference to his decision to, to leave the state, of course. I mean, it's just like, I just don't think your life gets better there. It just gets worse. He mocked the homeless, uh, homelessness crisis in San Francisco, saying that the city either had a huge homeless problem or a gigantic camping success story. <laughs> I love that one. That was great. <laughs> I, I don't think it was the gigantic camping success story, but who knows, right? Schneider said that, that as he has gotten older, he is starting to worry about the types of freedoms that his children and his grandchildren will be able to have. Quote, you know, something's wrong when people say, like, if you put God and family and country first, that's somehow controversial. He said, how is that controversial? So I think at a certain point, you have to say enough of this and stand up to it. I would agree with him. Schneider said that people need to go with whatever political party feels right to them and that they should not worry about what anyone else says. Although he warns that the political left has what was full of a mob of ide ideologues that will attack you if you get out of line. But it is not just entertainers 
that are being left by the Dems. Get this one. Former Congresswoman and Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard said Tuesday that she was leaving the Democratic Party because it had become an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness. Wow. <laughs> no, don't hold back, to, uh, to Gabbard. I mean, this is just, that was coming out with both barrels, right? An elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness. Gabbard, who uh, represented Hawaii's 2nd Congressional District after serving two combat tours in the Middle East, made the announcement in a video posted to her social media account early Tuesday morning. Quote, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. That is under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by uh, racializing uh, every issue and and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, she said. I mean, how could you say it any better than that, right? She also said that Democrats had demonized police to the benefit of criminals, promoted open borders, weaponized the national security agencies, and were pushing the U.S. towards nuclear war. Quote, now I believe in a, in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite, she said. Her, her video ended with her asking independent thinkers and others to join her in leaving the Democratic Party. Now, Gabbard is a frequent critic of the Biden administration, and was a member of Congress from 2013 to 2021, and is an Army Reserve officer. She has been critical of the administration's stance toward the Russian-Ukraine war, the border, and the Department of Justice. Uh, this is not this is not anything new as far as her her criticism of them. The former Democrat has also spoken out against the use of puberty blockers for children and blasted the Biden administration for supporting the use of those said blockers. Quote. Now, if you haven't heard about it, or if you missed it, it is because the mainstream media and the Biden-Harris administration have been completely silent on it. And this warning that the FDA issued was basically saying that puberty blockers can cause serious health risks for our kids. She said this back in July, actually. Quote, unfortunately, at almost the exact same time the FDA issued this warning, Biden-Harris administration officials were making public statements actively promoting the use of puberty blockers and irreversible surgeries for kids. More recently, Gabbard took aim at uh, at Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, saying that Harris had no business being next in line to, to the presidency because of how she had dealt with the crisis at the southern border. Kamala Harris' statement that we have a secure border is further evidence that she's either completely disconnected from reality or she's blatantly lying. She, she said either way, she has no business being a heartbeat away from the presidency. Uh, again, how can you disagree with this, right? And, and she's not just talking the good talk, but she's actually taking some action too. The former Democratic president, Tulsi Gabbard, is set to campaign for a Republican Senate um, hopeful 
after announcing her departure from the Democratic Party on Tuesday. Gabbard's support for New Hampshire GOP Senate candidate Don Bulldock comes one just one day after she said that she no longer was a Democrat. Polls have Bulldock within striking distance of Hassan, which some spec some of them, uh, people are speculating that the Republican could actually pull off this upset, which would be really awesome. Uh, she said, "Quote: We don't agree on every issue." This is what he said, actually. But I am honored to have the support of Tulsi Gabbard, who shares my view that the status quo is broken and we need a change in direction. That's what Bullock said. Tulsi is a fellow change agent and independent-minded outsider willing to speak truth to power. I am going to spend every day between now and Election Day building a wide coalition of supporters that includes Republicans, independents, and even uh, disaffected Democrats who know that Senator Hassan is a career politician and must be retired, he added. Now, Bulldog is a retired Army Brigadier uh, General who won a close race against um, State Senate Chuck Morris in the GOP primary. He currently slightly trails the Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan in, in polls with the in, incumbent uh, a, averaging a, a 5.8 lead percentage lead, according to the Real Clear Politics poll. Um, The general also took uh, to Twitter to announce a forthcoming slate of events with Gabbard. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is a fellow change agent and independent mind uh, outsider willing to speak truth to power. And I'm honored for her support, he said, and, and looking forward to barnstorming New Hampshire with her, he tweeted. Uh, some uh, some of the reason that she left the Democratic Party is is the extreme ideology that they are pushing, and 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 here's here's a little bit about what what she's talking about uh, when it comes to the Democratic Party and their extreme ideology. Uh, Gabbard slammed the political left uh, during an interview on the Joe Rogan Experience uh, this last week, warning that they are ushering in the normalization of pedophilia. That's what she said. Gabbard warned that the never-ending shifting of the Overton window by leftists never ends. Quote, and that's where the thing that people warned against in the past, but it's hard to imagine that it would be possible, certainly within our lifetimes, the normalization of pedophilia. Uh, this, she said, what, what you said, the, the mere attracted person, I'm sorry, the minor attracted persons and don't stigmatize that. You know, the, the we're all people. We should be allowed to celebrate ourselves and, and all that other crap, she said. We're, we're talking about kids here. When talking about the, the root of where these extreme and, and highly controversial ideas come from, like the, the issue of transgenderism, Gabbard blamed Democrats and, and woke leftists. She said this. She said, it's the Democratic Party leadership. It's the progressive left that is so ideology zealous about this, this cause because it's the cause today. Tomorrow, it will be something else. They create this culture of fear that there will be, a, a con- there will be consequences toward those who differ and also that they just don't believe in truth. And so... Whatever they say is true today, is true today, and whatever they say is true tomorrow is true tomorrow. But the danger of that is 
that you that that you take away all the boundaries of what is true and what is false. You take away the boundaries of the thing the things that science actually does prove and what we are left and and what are we left uh, then w- with them gone. We have no foundation, Gabbard continued. And then we end up where we're at like now. Okay, well, today we're going to promote pedophilia. That's what we're doing. That's what we're going to promote. Today we're going to uh, we're, we're, we're going to push books in, in the public schools, uh, kindergarten, first grade, third grade, fifth grade, that are causing your, your child to say, well, I don't know if I'm a boy or if I'm a girl. I saw some of these books that some of the parents in Virginia and other states are protesting at, at their boards of education and trying to get these books removed from the kids' schools. These books, like, I thought, well, okay, how bad can they be? And I saw them. And they are some of the most graphic images I've ever seen in my life, is what she said. Gabbard said that these are extreme ideologies pushed on the American people, uh, and they're they're a result of the very intentional effort where the groundwork has been laid over time. So, uh, of course, we've seen the leftists, uh, you know, really push this stuff, and and we know that it's on purpose. Uh, and, and they just keep inching and inching and inching. And then it, it just seems like all of a sudden, you know, things got bad really fast. Well, no, it's, it's because it, it's been, it, the, the groundwork has been laid over time. And she actually continues. She said on the Joe, Joe Rogan's podcast, um, she was talking about House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, of course, the Democrat from, from California, for allegedly using her position to make huge amounts of money through stock trading. Yeah, we've we've actually covered this on the podcast, but it's really interesting to see her say this. She says shortly after Gabbard announced that she was no longer a member of the Democratic Party, she went on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast to discuss how more and more people these days are starting to question exactly who their um, elected officials are actually working for. (laughs) I've been questioning that for a while. Rogan said people should question calling it a complicated union between money and politics. Quote, I mean, it would be wonderful if we could get money entirely out of politics. If the only way that a politician could make money while they're in office is just their salary, the host shared. Like, I'm sure you're aware that the Nancy Pelosi stuff, it's wild. Quote, and look, I think this is one of the good things about social media. It is, of course, the Main Street corporate media is, is hardly covering it at all, Gabbard replied. But because of social media, things like that that are, are um, spreading like wildfire. Like, hey, Paul Pelosi is, is doing these trades within this period of time of Nancy Pelosi voting on this bill and bringing a bill to the floor. Because... We've got to remember Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. Nothing happens without her knowing about it and giving her stamp of approval. And this is what Gabbard said. So, so regardless of whether it's happening in the Judiciary Committee, if there's a bill coming to the floor and there's a major legislation that's being passed or is being squashed, that is happening... That, that is happening with her say-so. 
And, and so just in these last few days, once people started making noise saying, hey, you as a member of Congress or your spouse or your, your adult child should not be allowed to conduct insider training, trading on issues that, that Congress is dealing with. Well, the former Democrat told the host uh, um, uh, that politicians can't pretend anymore that they haven't been doing this kind of thing. Because, again, we can see that, that this is exactly what's going on. I mean, she also noted that even Pelosi is saying, on one hand, that Congress will draft legislation dealing with it. And then Congress is about to take a break. And once again, she's refusing to bring that bill to the floor. Because, again, nothing happens without her say so. Rogan said the last thing the House Speaker wants is to lose that honeypot. The host said Pelosi doesn't want it to become something people start questioning her about, noting that Pelosi makes $200,000 a year for obviously being in Congress, but her worth is $200 million. That's what she's worth. How do you get to that point on a $200,000 a year job? Well, you do it with insider trading like this. The, the two also talked about how Pelosi's husband, Paul's stock record, is better than the likes of Warren Buffett and George Soros, with Rogan saying that it's 100% insider trading that the House Speaker is doing. Uh, and, and again, you, you, you know, we've covered this on the podcast. You can actually, there are apps that you can get. I, In fact, I, I downloaded after I did, did some research on it. And there are apps that you can get that basically track what Paul Pelosi's uh, stock um, trading is. So, so if he's if he's selling something, it'll note that. If he's buying something, it'll note that. And and his track record is almost flawless. I mean, you you could be making money just simply doing what Paul Pelosi is doing uh, on the stock market. But it's not just Gabbard that, and I know we, we've we've covered her a, a lot here. But it's not just Gabbard that is that is feeling left behind by the Democratic Party. Get this. Bill, um, Bill Maher, who told podcast host Joe Rogan, this, uh, uh, the same one that was talking to, to, to Gabbard, that he's not more conservative, that it's the left that has gotten goofier <laughs> and that Democrats are going to get their bottoms kicked in November. So, so I've often said that that leftists they they get goofy when they get out of power and it's true when when they get out of power they they just they just go a little bit nuts but when they get in power they also kind of do some weird things too because they feel like like they, they you know they have the ability to do whatever they want and 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 so much of what they want is just not logical it's just not common sense it's, it just doesn't work as we can see from our economy right now now, during the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, Rogan sat down with the host of HBO's Real Time, Bill, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher. The, the two talked about how five years ago, no one was saying terms like pregnant men. <laughs> and, and now that's what he hears from the lefts and Democrats all the time. They agree that, that what people hunger for is common sense. Part of the discussion can be, can be seen in the clip uh, in, 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 a, in a clip that you can you can actually download on on YouTube uh, where he he just he just he talks about things that that 
that people are hungering for. They're, they're hungering for common sense. He says things like this. He says, I think it's because we are both seen as people who are commonsensical. And this is what Mar said. He says, and this is what there is a hunger for. I think in America, more than anything, it is common sense uh, away from the extremes. I, I mean, and, and I would say, I, I would I would say to this, I think he's correct. I mean, that's partly why we, we have this podcast. This podcast is Uncommon Sense Podcast. Why do, why do we name it that? Because common sense isn't all that common anymore. And so it, it has become un, uncommon. And, and yet this is what people hunger for. They, they hunger for just speaking plainly and speaking truth. He said, quote, people say to me, don't you think you've gotten more conservative? No, I haven't, he said. The left has gotten goofier. So I seem more conservative maybe. But like, it's not me who changed. I feel I'm the same guy. But five years ago, we hadn't spent $6 trillion to stay home. I mean, I understand we had to do something with the pandemic. I'm not sure we we, we didn't spend a trillion to bail out the economy in in. 2008, quote, five years ago, no one was talking about um, abolishing the police, Marr said. There, there was no talk about pregnant men. I mean, looting was still illegal. And so, like, have I changed? No, because if someone said, had said 20 years ago, I'm not sure looting is a bad thing, I would have posed it then. So I haven't changed. See, the former host of Politically Incorrect said that he would always tell the Democrats, just don't be the party of no common sense. And he said that they would be surprised how well that would work out for them. Quote, as uh, opposed to what's going to happen, which is they're going to get their bottoms kicked in November is what he said. And and I would agree. I I think it's going to be a slaughter. Uh, Rogan said Maurer was um, was important to him because he defines what it means to 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 me to be a liberal because he's just a normal person who cares about people's rights and wants a, a certain amount of freedom. Now I don't know if I would agree with with Rogan on that. Um, I, I I would I I think we could definitely have a, a really good discussion about that one. But Rogan went on to explain how Maurer just wants people to get along and work things out. Um, but, but the polarization in the country has made it so that, that people like him are, are really rare. Uh, the podcaster also said that not, not, uh, talking to people who, who disagree with you is a crazy idea. That's, that's just going to result in, in galvanization of them. Um, and, 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 and I would, again, I would agree with that, that, that it is open and honest communication that definitely is what, what what's positive. It, that's what that's where we don't polarize quite as much is when we have open and honest communication. We can start to understand where the other one's coming from. Now, later on the show, Rogan talked about how corporations are leaning into woke hard, hardcore, and uh, Mar said that they um, they're they're absolutely petrified of some uh, backlash that they might get if, they, if they're not. And he says, I mean, Disney, one of the most gay-friendly com- companies that, that we've had in a very long time. Corporations, I think, yes, are always going to want to 
look at look look i'm glad to be a progressive thinking type company but of course like everything on the left these days they just take it too far <laughs> so anyway some really interesting perspectives there and obviously he thinks they're kind of going over a cliff as well um but all of this could be called the great uh realignment we've had <laughs> we, we've had the great resignation and things like that. how about the great realignment and according to david brody of uh, cbn he, he talks uh, about this in, in an article uh, the other day that he uh he said that in a country changed by covid growing uh, inflation and culture wars it should come as no surprise that a great alignment is taking place in politics too the democratic party long consisted of uh, considered the party of the non-college educated working middle class in America has seen the GOP taking its place. Quote, the real rank and file Democrats on the ground, they're leaving their party in droves because they said this is unrecognizable. I never signed up for this. I didn't want record high gas prices. I didn't want zero borders. I, I, I wanted a, a country I wanted to know a, 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 and have a shot at the American dream. That's what I wanted. And they see that that's not what's, what's been, uh, what, what it's all been about. And this, this came from Liz Harrington, the president of Trump's, uh, president Trump's spokesman. Um, the, this, um, the slide has been dramatic. They said more than 60 years ago, JFK won the white vote, uh, without a, a degree, uh, without a degree, um, by by two to one margin, in in uh, in 2020, Joe Biden lost those same voters by a two to one margin. A margin, a total reversal. The the latest poll uh, ahead of the the midterms shows the same trend. The GOP holds an overwhelming 61 to 29 percent lead among the white working class. Even so-called middle class champions like Bernie Sanders sees the problem. Here's a quote from Bernie Sanders. He says, the truth is that the middle class is the country uh, of this country is falling further and further behind. Wages are not keeping up with inflation. That's what Bernie Sanders said. Now, Democrats are also starting to to lose their grip on the uh, reliable Hispanic vote. Uh, we, again, we've done you know a, a number of podcasts on this as well. The latest NBC News uh, Telemundo poll uh, shows that even though Hispanics still prefer Democrats, 54% to 33%, that that 21 point lead is lower than in the past. The, the election cycles over the, the last 10 years, the lead uh, has dwindled from a whopping 42% a decade ago to 26 points in 2022. Given the drop, analysis, analysis, um, Analysis points to the Democrats taking the Hispanic vote for granted, especially in these tough times. And the pandering just isn't helping them. Uh, Jessica Anderson is is with Heritage Action for America. And she said this. She said, the Biden regime is completely out of touch and pandering to the Hispanic voter. Instead of actually getting real, uh, real, real about the issues that, just like you and I, everyone else in America that we actually care about. And so I think they're tired of being treated like a voting block. That's it. That, that, and, and that's, that is a one size all rubber stamp 
for the Democratic Party. And it's not that, she said. Cultural issues are also playing a role. Supporting abortion on any stage has has turned off many pro-family Hispanic Catholic voters. Uh, she said that that you see that the Democrats that are uh, passing radical abortion laws in California and Colorado and New York and, and, and that that say that you can kill seven pound babies right up to the point of birth. Your average hardworking Hispanic uh, Catholic out there does not approve of that. Your African American hardworking Afri- African American don't uh, don't approve of that. That's a radical extreme policy, and that's. Uh, what the Democratic Party is is pushing left and right, uh, th- and and that that actually comes from Ted Harvey. He's a former Colorado state senator. So so while this policy uh, and this political realignment uh, is, is helping the GOP on one hand, it's also reshaping the Democratic Party to a, a wider, more elite party. And an NBC News poll shows Democrats with a whopping 38-point lead among whites with college degrees. So white white women with college degrees, uh, they have a 31-point lead. That's up from, uh, from 10 points in 20, uh, 2010. Polls show these more affluent Democrat voters care about abortion and gun control and climate change and that type of stuff. Um, but, you know, asked if a president... Um, as president, he would be willing to sacrifice thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of blue collar work, work, uh, working jobs in the interest of transitioning to a greener economy, uh, economy. Biden replied with this. He answered yes. So this trend is only going to continue as liberal Democratic Party um, you know, leadership just continues to turn further left. And, and I, I think it's going to be to their detriment. I think that it's going to be a slaughter come up in, the, in November. And, and you may agree with that and you may disagree with that. I would definitely love to hear from you on it. And of course, you can do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.